Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Fred Moore with the Steel Mace Nation podcast. And today I am going to talk to you about doing the Steel Mace uppercut. We're going to talk about uppercuts only. We're going to break it down and just talk about all the little details, nuances, and everything that go into the Steel Mace uppercut and what makes it such an awesome exercise. And um, I think this is an important discussion to have because, um, you know, in the fitness world, it doesn't matter what it is, what you're doing. You see a lot of people who are training, you know, they, they, they see, they copy somebody, they see somebody doing something with a weight or with their body or both. (laughs) And they, just copy what they see, the movement, what they, what just the general movement that they see. So if a person's doing a lunge, they lunge. If the person's, um, you know, grabbing a barbell and they're moving it a certain way, they just copy it. Sometimes these people don't even hit the target muscle when they're doing this because they don't know what they're actually doing it for. Um, and the, the real raw beginners, right? But there's a lot of people out there like that, and that there's nothing wrong with that. But the message is, is that um, don't take this stuff for granted. When, when you're developing your movement practice, your physical movement practice that you're just getting into, you know, you're starting, you're starting to move weights for the first time in your life. You're starting to run for the first time in your life, whatever it is, don't take it for granted. There's a lot of thought and detail that goes into it. And the best thing you could do when you work out is to put 100% focus on what you're doing. You're going to get a better payout at the end of that working at the end of that workout. Like if you're on your phone every three seconds and you're talking to somebody and, you know, you're thinking about the bills you have to pay and you're just totally consumed with other thoughts right in the middle of your workout, you're not going to get the same type of workout that you would get if you push all that shit out to the sides away from you and you focus solely on the movements that you're doing, like 100% focus on the moment, in the moment. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past. All right. So that's your mind muscle connection. Arnold Schwarzenegger would talk about that all the time. Um, you know, he would say, you know, you have to develop your mind muscle connection. In other words, you just friggin' focus on that muscle that you're working. Okay. So the, the other part to this is that people will mimic what they see, but they won't put the effort in that's needed to make that movement actually a good movement. Um, and what, and the reason why is because they, again, they don't have the proprioception. Proprioception is just that mind muscle connection. Again, they're not really aware of where their body is in space or they're just going through the motions. Um, you know, but any place where you have a physical movement, where you're training your muscles and your body overall, 
your body is always going to seek the easiest path. That is a normal thing. You know, electricity seeks the easiest path traveled, okay? So, you know, could electricity flow through a wet piece of wood? Maybe a little bit, but there's a lot of resistance there. But can a can electricity pass through a copper wire? Yes, very easily. That's that's the least path of resistance. Um, so same with water, right? Water is going to seek the least path of resistance, and it's just gonna you know it's gonna flow. Gravity is just gonna pull it, and it's just gonna flow wherever it needs to flow to. So with um, the steel mace uppercut, the steel mace uppercut looks like you're just grabbing this light 10 pound mace and you're just basically holding that weight behind you on your side and you're, let's say it's on your left side just for uh, so you could get a picture of this. It's on your left side. You're holding it on your side. Your left hand is next to the weighted end, and your right hand is on the handle, and the handle is is forward. It's in front of you. It looks like you're a samurai about to draw your sword out of its scabbard, and it's the same motion too. You're gonna you're gonna pull it forward and up. So now that left hand that's back behind you, that's back by the weight of the mace, is going to come up in an uppercut fashion so that your knuckles are now facing up in front of your face, all right? And you could either do this while you're going into a lunge or you could do it while you're uh, standing. You know, there's variations of the uppercut. But that movement right there seems like if you look at it, you just say, hey, that's pretty simple. I'm just going to grab it and move it like this. Uh, but when you try the uppercut, if you, if you check out some of the videos I've put up on YouTube, um, you can find them on Instagram. If you hunt around, there's, there's plenty, but I, you know, they're just, I have no idea where they are on, on the grid. But if you go to YouTube and, you know, you look up Steel Mace Nation uppercut or something like that, um, you'll be able to see it. And, um, you, you know, you're going to. You're going to watch as the person doing the uppercut is pulling, pulling the, the mace. They're pushing it forward with that, with that left arm, that punch, that uppercut. And they're pulling the handle with the right hand up and over their shoulder. And the whole thing shifts from the left side of their body to the right side of their body. And you have to pay attention to where the elbows are. And you have to pay attention to the arc that you're creating as you're pulling that handle out and over your head and then behind you. So the finished up position is left hand forward, right hand back behind you, both arms facing up, knuckles up. The trick at that point is to, uh, you want to, well, not at that point. The trick is from the start is to move slowly and deliberately. It's not supposed to be a fast movement, all right? It's supposed to be a slow, deliberate movement, and you're paying lots of attention to where your where your arms are. You're paying a lot of attention to your um, your torso, how you're using your core, and a big thing is your breath. Okay, and one of the things about steel mace training 
which I think escapes a lot of people, is the focus on the breath, okay, and how vital that is, all right, and breathing just like you would do in weightlifting or martial arts or anything, right, you're going to exhale on the effort, right, and then you're going to inhale, your inhale is, you know, in the diaphragm, you want to expand your your stomach, right, your stomach wants to fill, right, and tight, it, that, that inhale makes everything tight, but the exhale also gives you tightness, right? And that tightness is what's going to uh, keep you safe and stable, but it's also going to make you stronger because you're, you're physically concentrating on being tight all the time. So we're talking isometrics, isometric holds. We're talking very slow, deliberate movements where you're, you're, you're making that light 10 pound mace feel heavy by moving slowly. This is one of the most preferred methods for building strength and for building actual muscle. We can look to the bodybuilding world for this. If you, there's a million podcasts on bodybuilding nowadays. They talk about everything. They talk about even the steroids that they use, right? And, you know, there's natural bodybuilding and, you know, they don't talk about the steroids because they don't use them, but they talk about the same training principles. Um, but what's great is that they talk about how their training, where they, where they get the best bang for their buck is uh, slowing down the rep, using a lighter weight in order to slow it down, right? You can't, you, if it's super heavy, it's going to be very hard to go slow, Right. The idea is to stay in good form, move really slow, and keep tension on the muscle. They call it time under tension. It's T-U-T or TUT for short. Time under tension is critical. If you're going to bother training with a steel mace, okay, and you're using a 10 or a 15-pound mace, even if you're using a 20-pound mace, you're going to need to put a lot of time under tension on those muscles in order to get the stimulus that you need. So this steel mace uppercut is really terrific when you slow it down, especially when you step into a, a forward lunge while you're doing it. And the whole idea is to slow it down amazingly slow. Like try at first to, to make the whole movement last 10 to 15 seconds. It's going to feel like a long time, but it's actually a short amount of time because eventually you're going to want to keep adding more time to that. Then you're going to want to try 15 to 20 seconds, 20 to 25 seconds, maybe go all the way up to 40 seconds. And the reason why I say 40 seconds is because uh, anecdotal evidence and studies show in the bodybuilding world that uh, if you keep time under tension at about 40 seconds, you get more bang for your buck. So if you're, if you're a bodybuilder and you want to make your set last 40 seconds, right? If you were going at a rate of one rep per second, you would do 40 reps. So, you know, everybody always go, that counts like uh, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20 reps, right? And 
um, then they rack it or they drop the weight and they're done and wait for the next, oh, I did 10 reps. 10 reps is not really the, the thing. 10 reps is fine, but you should make those 10 reps last 30 to 40 seconds. Now imagine doing one steel mace uppercut for 40 seconds. Wow, that is slow. That is a very slow movement. It's, it's almost ridiculously slow. Um, you know, you, you could break that down to two reps in 40 seconds, right? So it's 20 seconds per rep. But you get the idea. The, the idea is to try to uh, keep tension in the muscles. Now, what muscles are we using? Well, if we're doing a uppercut with the lunge, we're pretty much using our whole body, right? Because we're using our legs. So that lunge really kind of happens relatively quickly compared to, to, to the pullover portion of your uppercut. Because, you know, when you step forward, you just go forward, right? But you could, you could get so good at it that your lunge progresses like you step into it and you're up a little high right your knees are just generally bent and then you could slowly lower your butt toward the floor and in your lunge right so you're putting tension and stretch on the legs right you're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into your lunge and maybe and then at the same time you're going to coordinate that with your pullover portion right your upper body portion, moving the mace from one side of your body to the other, from the low scabbard holstered position, if you want to call it that, uh, across the front of your body to the top position where you're holding the mace um, upward and outward, right? And um, the timing could be like halfway through that arc, you're already down into your lunge and you're holding that position now. So your legs are there and they're not moving. So you're doing an isometric hold, technically uh, body weight, right? It's, so you could do that, right? We're not doing uh, a, 150 pounds or 225 pounds here. We're doing your body weight plus the weight of the mace. If it's a 10 pound mace, we're not, it's almost nothing, right? So you're gonna hold that position and uh, you're gonna focus your energy um, into the floor. Okay, so we still got to talk about the mace, all right? But before we get there, since we're in a lunge position, we have to talk about what those legs are doing to get the most bang for your buck. So in that lunge position, this, this is some old bodybuilding stuff that goes way, way back when, all right? When you are squatting, lunging, or doing anything with a barbell or um, you know, even, even if you're, uh, doing grappling like jujitsu, right? You're, you want to, you want to take whatever it is, the weight, right? In jujitsu, the weight that you're working against is the other person. And you want to, you want to move your body in a way to take advantage of, of leverage, right? And, um, and activation and keeping your core activated, staying tight. If you're tight and your opponent is tired and weak and then you articulate perfectly, you're gonna be able to take them down with very subtle movements. People on the sidelines won't even be able to see what it is that you're actually doing. It's the same thing with the steel mace. People can't see 
what I'm about to talk about, all right? They have to know that you're doing it. And then maybe they'll see it a little bit. But the technique with anything with your legs and the floor is concerned and squats and lunges is the concept of ripping the floor apart or crushing the floor with your feet, with your legs. So, for instance, when you're squatting, you want to push the floor apart. Like, let's pretend you're standing on a towel, all right, and you're in a squat position. You want to, you want to try to rip the towel in half by pushing out through the edges of your feet, okay? With a, with a lunge, you want to crush the floor. Same thing. So, your forward, forward leg... Okay, is on is on the floor flat, heel and toe. Your rear leg in the lunge position, your toes are on the floor and your heel is up. Okay, and from there, your toes with your heel up is digging into the floor and pushing forward. And the front leg that I just talked about that's flat on the floor, you're pulling it and digging the heel in. And just picture if you were on a uh, towel, the towel would slide and, and crush together, right? And your feet, your feet would get closer to, the, to each other because the towel's sliding on the floor. That, that's what you want. So if you're standing in the sand, pavement, on a rubber mat, <clears throat> barefoot, in shoes, whatever, you're digging in and you're crushing the floor, all right? So you're literally lighting up those legs and you're gonna be holding that position for the next 15, 20, 30 seconds. And while that's happening, you're pulling the mace out in front of you. You're punching your hand up, raising the 10 pound weight, and you're pulling the handle back behind you. Now, the body always seeks the least path of resistance. So when you first do these or you watch somebody else do them and they don't really pay attention to the movement, you'll see the elbows are flaring and you'll see that the mace isn't staying tight to the body. It's actually um, out and away on an angle. And uh, that's because that's easier for the body to travel in that position. Well, that's not going to do anything for you in a workout. You know, that's, I mean, if you're just starting out and you just need to get the movement down and, and just get a feel for things and you want to feel how your shoulders feel, fine but you want to start tightening that up. So what you want to do is you want to pull the mace tightly over your body and keep it closer to the center of your body. Now, this is hard to describe uh, as I talk to you here in this podcast, but again, you know, look up videos on Steel Mace Nation and um, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. But again, what you want to do is almost bring the handle portion of the mace, the front portion that's down by your hip, pull it over, and that right hand is going to guide everything else. The right hand, all right, if, if the mace is on your left hip, again, we're using the same positioning. The mace is on your left hip, left hand is behind you, right hand is in front of you, handle is in front of you, the weight of the mace is behind you by your left hand. As you pull it off, pull it forward, you're, you're creating an arc. It's going to travel in an arc, but it's going to have a slight lean to it because your right arm, your right shoulder and everything, your right elbow is pulling the mace 
over your center line from left to right. So it's going from the left side of your body, it's ending on the right side of your body. Your left hand, knuckles down, is going to swing in a punching manner coming up. But it wants to stay tight and close to the body, right? Like you're punching through wet cement. So you need to pretend that there's a force holding that hand and pushing, but you're slowly winning. That's going forward. And meanwhile, the right hand that's on the handle is pulling on the mace. At the same time, your left hand is punching up. It's also pushing forward on the ball, on the weight end of the mace. So the, the soft pad of your hand next to your pinky there that's gripping the mace is pressing up against the back of the mace head. And you're using that, pr that, that ball as a place to push against, okay? So your left hand starts pushing outward and upward, knuckles up, wrist straight with your elbow directly beneath your wrist with your knuckles straight up, not with your wrist bent, okay? I'm, for, I'm gonna show on the video, all right? If you're listening on audio, uh, you'll just have to use your imagination, but if you're, uh, if you want, you could check out the video here, okay? But I'm just going to show you. This is how you want to look. Your elbow is is under your wrist. Your wrist is under your knuckles, and your knuckles are straight up. You don't want to have your wrist bent like this and your elbow out like this, okay? That is no good. You want to be like this, all right? When you first do that, you're going to notice it's a challenge, okay? And that's just your left arm. Meanwhile, your right arm, same thing. Instead of, instead of the right hand and the right arm drifting away from the center of your body and sort of like going on a 45-degree arc, um, which is what your body will want to do, you want that arc closer to the center of your body. So, you know, picture the rings of Saturn, right? The rings of Saturn are going around the middle of the planet, right? Now, let's turn Saturn so that the, uh, the circle, the rings, is going uh, vertically, okay? So you're looking at it as if it's traveling, you know, from top to bottom and around. So instead of the rings being horizontal going around the planet, it's vertically, okay? You are the planet and that, that ring is your mace traveling, right? Well, we're not going to be perfectly over the center of our body because we got to go from our left side to our right side. So it's going to be tilted. It's going to be tilted on like a 45 and maybe 45 is a little too much, uh, maybe more like 30 degree angle, right? It's going to be 30 degree angle. And you want, what you want to do is have the handle of the mace travel right? As you're pulling it, you're pulling that handle close to your, to your side of your head, your, by your ear, you know, your, your hand is over your right shoulder, not, you know, here again, for, on the, for anybody watching the, the hand is pulling this way, right? It's going to want to kind of go out. It's going to want to kind of go out like this. You need to pull it over and stay over the, the, the right shoulder, okay? Warning, 
it's going to really stretch your uh, shoulder. It's it's sort of like your your shoulder and your 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 chest muscle, basically where they meet, right at the joint. You're gonna feel some stretch there. So so you want to make sure that that's warmed up and that you've practiced this in a responsible way a few times. Don't don't just grab a mace and just crank it over because you might actually hurt that area. Um, but if you feel a lot of tension there and it's tough to do this, then you probably have a mobility issue. Boom. That's, that's what we're talking about here. You know, the steel mace is a great way to sniff out where your deficiencies are. You know, and mobility is uh, an important thing. So if you want to um, have good mobility, you need to find out where you're not very mobile at and then work on it. So if you notice that there's a lot of tension in that spot and it's hard to do, uh, then, then you won't be able to pull it over tightly. You're going to need to allow that path of re least resistance to take, the, take you where it needs to go. That's why I said in the beginning, when you first try these, it's okay to just go through the motions and get a feel for it. As you become better, this, these techniques can be refined so you can get more bang for your buck. If you're applying tension to the bar by pulling with your right hand and pushing with your left hand and pulling it over tightly over the, as close to the center line of your body, you're going to get a lot of tension build up there and it's going to feel similar to doing a dip. If you've ever done dips before and you get real low in there and you're looking for a good like deep dip and you get that stretch, that's, that's what you're going to get. And that's where it becomes a really beneficial exercise for those who also want to build muscle, right? So if you were doing um, a hybrid workout and you were doing some bodybuilding, weightlifting, and today was chest day and you included dips, right? either body weight dips or weighted dips and you did like three or four sets and you know uh, on top of that you did a bunch of other work okay at the end of your workout you could grab this 10 pound mace and now those muscles have been um first of all you you warmed them up through the whole workout your muscles are full of blood um there's a lot of warmth right they're used to the movement um the, the range of motion is going to be better, right? They're also pre-exhausted, okay? They're pre-exhausted. So you're going to get more benefit out of your steel mace uppercut now because the muscles are already beat down. So doing this uppercut and finishing off your day, this is a good way to, um, it, it's again, it's sort of like a hybrid thing here. You're, you're just adding a little bit more work to that muscle area, doing it, but it's also giving it a stretch and that's kind of what you're supposed to be doing at the end of your workout anyway, starting to stretch. So I like to do steel mace uppercuts after I've done all my chest work for the day. I'll do, you know, 10 on the left, 10 on the right, and then I'll go into a proper formal stretch after that. So that's like a, um, like, a, uh, like I said, it's a hybrid of, uh, an actual training exercise mixed with a, with a stretch. And, um, and that's pretty much about it. Once you have everything lined up and your elbows are all, your elbows 
have to be stacked under your wrists. Your wrists have to be stacked under your knuckles. Your knuckles have to be, you know, pointed toward the sky like you're going to punch the ceiling and it has to be a straight wrist. If you can't get those exact movements, again, that's quite all right. You got to work on it. If your wrists are going to be bent and if your elbow is going to be flared out for now, fine. There's no right or wrong on, uh, there's no right or wrong on doing this exercise. There is just a better way or best way. And I'm trying to give you the best way right now. Um, and again, I'm not giving you any uh, fitness advice. I'm not, uh, I'm not your doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I am, all I am is a firefighter and a NASM certified coach, okay? I'm not telling anybody to do anything. You, you know, go to the doctor first, make sure you can work out like this. Um, make sure you follow the basics and things like that. And in fact, if you really wanna go about it the right way, best thing I can tell you is uh, for 99 bucks, you could go to steelmacenation.com and you could grab the Steel Mace Workshop. And it's got everything in there. It's got a whole bunch of different exercises. It will set you up with the perfect routine, you know, because you're, you're going to go over everything. You're going to do the uppercuts. You're going to do the lunges. There's all tons of other exercises in there. Once you do the workshop, you'll have so much information at the tip of your fingers, uh, you'll be able to build your own workouts. And I tell everybody this, you know, if you buy the workshop or you, or you get the 21-day Steel Mace Challenge or whatever or you become a member and you just follow along with the video workouts. Um, I'm always here. You can DM me, you know, go to Steel Mace Nation on Instagram and just shoot me a quick DM. Um, and if, uh, you, you know, if you have any questions about programming or anything like that, you know, I got you covered. Uh, I can hook you up. But like I said, the Steel Mace workshop is a great way to go because you can learn everything you need to know. You'll know everything basics-wise, and it's only $99. If you, if you look around on the internet and, and look for other steel mace workouts or you know programs or whatever, you're spending way more than that. So you get everything in that package, and that would be the best way to start. If you want to go a little cheaper, you could grab the you know, the 1999 21-day Steel Mace Challenge, which is just a really cool three-week workout program. Plus, it's got diet tips and, and a little chapter on mindset that'll, you know, could help you, especially if you're struggling to get your workouts going. Um, and that's another course. And like I said, you could always reach out and grab some help from me. I'm always here on the, on the interwebs doing my thing. So, guys, that's it. Um... That's the Steel Mace uppercut. There's a lot more to it, even beyond what I just talked about. There's other things you could do. There's enhancements. Um, you know, there's you could go the extra mile with certain things. And there's actually uh, great ways to train yourself to do the uppercut better um, at, you know, by not using a Steel Mace, which, you know, Again, I can help you with if you DM me. So, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you at the next one. Take care.